Hey guys, I'm Jackie Brubaker, your host of That Girl, the podcast. I'm an author, performer, two-time Emmy Award winner, human relationship specialist, and founder of the wellness website, loveyouevenmore.com. Each week, I bring on inspiring people and experts in their field to have powerful, motivational, and enlightened conversations about relationships, self-development, and how you can live your most authentic life. Follow us for daily updates on myself and the podcast at That Girl the Podcast and at Jackie Brubaker on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and our Patreon page. While you're at it, make sure to check out my new wellness website, loveyouevenmore.com. If you're wanting to dig into developing more self-worth, be healthier about relationships, and learn how to date smarter, go to loveyouevenmore.com and follow us on Instagram at loveyouevenmore. Landreville, is that right? I love how you put the. <laughs> I didn't know. I mean, that's that's the closest I can get to you. Okay, that's perfect. It's the nicest way I've ever heard an English person say my name. <laughs> oh, good, 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 good. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, Chantal Landreville, to that girl, the podcast. I am so excited to have you on. You are a love teacher, a teacher who tells people and helps people understand how to be a better lover, find love, nurture love, and be in better relationships. And today we are going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the first pillar of the course that you teach, and we're going to get all into that. But I always like to let my guests just say a little bit about themselves when they come on, because you can always do a better job than I can. So Chantel, please tell people who you are. Thank you so much, Jackie. I'm so happy to be here finally and connect. I've been listening to your podcast for a while, so it's nice to actually be part of the amazing tribe that you created. So thank Aww. you. So as you said, I am a love coach. I'm a teacher that that teaches all things love. And um, this kind of uh, came into place in the last couple of years with COVID uh, hitting. It's always been a project that I wanted to do. And I just couldn't figure out how to bring it or create it. And it's something that I wanted to do a little bit later in life, but hmm, COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Now is the time. (laughs) Exactly. And I had a lot of time. I I had been in the wine business for um, almost 15 years, traveling the world because I I actually work for a uh, California winery and do all their export sales outside of the U.S. So I was literally on a plane every other week, just, you know, entertaining and giving advice (laughs) to a lot of different people around the world. And uh, when COVID hit and I was home, I I decided to kind of start working on this project. And I literally had an epiphany when we talk about, you know, channeling something down. It's just like, I remember putting all these post-it notes on a, on a wall and I was like, Oh my God, this is it. This is, this is exactly what I want to teach. And the question that kind of propelled the whole um, light bulb was I, I asked myself one morning, what is love anyways? Mm. And I like to think I've, I've always been fascinated with the self-development world. I, since, you know, I, in my teens, I was always curious and through my whole life, I would say that that's what helped me through my journey is knowing, understanding, developing, like everything, the, this, the, the self-development junkie. So you're always, you know, learning and teaching yourself about love and relationships, which same, I have been a self 
development junkie my entire life since I can remember because I'm so fascinated by people and behavior and why do people do what they do and why do they love the way they love. Um, that makes sense that of course you would be on your own journey. Uh, tell me more about like your journey with love and, you know, finding your, your love that you have now, but kind of where that comes from and how, you know, you started this whole project. So that's it. So when I asked myself that question, what is love? I, I, I couldn't quite figure it out myself. So I was like, if I can't, and I, I like to think that I'm, I've, I've done a lot of work on myself. What does the average person think? And then I realized, I was like, oh my God, we've actually never been taught or educated anything about love. I actually compare it to sex. Like when I put it, these two in the same box, there is such a part of who we are as people. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, it's human nature, love and sex. And we've never been really educated about it or very, very subtly. Now we won't get into the whole sex <laughs> education. That's a whole other different podcast. Right. But I realized I was like, how are we supposed to, you know, do well in relationship? And when, when I say relationship, it's, it's not just in love. It's literally with ourselves. It's with friends. It's with families. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how the whole project came about. I was like, I want to create a space and start teaching people everything that I've learned in my journey to get me to the relationship that I actually found. So I was actually single for a very long time, consistently attracting non-emotional available men. It was very frustrating. (laughs) Very frustrating. (laughs) Very frustrating. And I was really good at long distance relationship. I was the best at them. Mm -hmm. And until, you know, the late age of, mm, I think at around 38, 39, I started doing some different kind of therapy. And I finally understood why, where my pattern came from. Mm-hmm. And it was because my father passed away when I was very young. And, you know, he was the first man of my life, the, the man of my dreams at two years old as a little girl. And, you know, my brain registered that men that love you will abandon you or leave you. Yeah. <clears throat> So my subconscious mind just went into, you know, I'm going to be in control at all given times. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. That's why I kept attracting non-emotional available men. But Mm -hmm. until you understand that, you're just like, what the hell is happening? And which, when I look back now, was a great thing to get me through the journey of what I am teaching. Because everything I teach, I have been through myself and I have practiced it. So I, I know, I know the pain ladies, <laughs> I know what it's like to be single, question yourself, be in self-doubt, you know, say I'm not worthy of love. And I've, I've been through all the journey. And when I finally, when I finally got clear, not only on what I wanted in my relationship, because that's, that's one of the first things that I teach, you know, we're really good at thinking that we're ready for a relationship and we know what we want, right. but it's not as easy as you think. And we're really good at identifying what we want from a superficial level. So for Mm -hmm. example, I want a guy or a girl that's, you know, tall and skinny and fit and knows how to dance or knows how to cook or travels is well-educated, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. But when you think about how are you going to grow and evolve in that relationship, we don't even take the time to think about what are our needs because Mm -hmm. I truly feel and I've come to understand that a relationship between people is how we take care of one another's needs Mm -hmm. it's this willingness of understanding each other's needs desires wants Mm -hmm. and 
taking care of that. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about the relationship. And I actually said that yeah. last week when I was with Amit. I always say a relationship is a threesome. There's you, there's the other person, and then there's the actual relationship. And the, the yeah. relationship is an entity on its home. So yeah. how we show up for the relationship is the most important thing. Yeah. So I do this exercise of working wants, needs, because there's a difference, as I mm-hmm. said, wants is typically superficial. And then your needs are a little bit more fundamental. And it's funny because when we start doing the exercise of saying, okay, so how do you see yourself evolving in this relationship? Like what, what happens if, you know, a, a family member gets sick and you have to, you know, start taking care of them? What happens mm-hmm. if you're having a financial crisis, somebody loses mm-hmm. their job and you're, you know, not well equipped with financial status. Yeah. What happens when you have kids and how you're going to raise them? What are the values of the religious or it, it amazes so me to see and hear still today. I have so many friends that got married and had kids and they never had these conversations before. It's crazy. That to me, that is terrifying. Like, wait, what? You never talked about like, oh yeah, you want to have kids? You want to have kids? Great. We're going to have kids one day, period. That's it. Like that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> Terrifying. And then, and then, you know, already having kids just puts a strain in the relationship on mm-hmm. top of like not agreeing how you want to raise and how you, your vision about building your family together. Right. So that's why I say it's a really important exercise. Sit down and think about how you want to be taken care of your, in your relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's a very different, uh, it's a very different version of what you want. You know, I was actually yeah. talking with a guy last week and uh, he was asking some dating advice and <clears throat> I said, well, do you actually know what you want? And he's like, yeah, of course. I said, okay, describe it to me. And it was so vague. It was exactly a little bit like, you know, well, I want somebody that I can grow with and that I this and that's, you know, that we have the similar interests. And I'm like, that is like you and everybody else. Catchphrases. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've heard these phrases so many times. That must be what I want to. Yes. I'd like, I'd like someone who's willing to grow with me. Okay. You and everyone, literally everyone. Exactly. (laughs) I love that we're talking about the needs part because I think the wants, like you said, are superficial. It's, you know, when you're swiping and you're like, oh, that's like my type, that's my type, that's my type. And which is why, you know, I'm not a huge fan of like apps, you know, once in a while I'll like, you know, jump on and be like, oh, that's terrifying. Okay, bye. And then I'll just jump right back off. But, you know, it is difficult to meet people and you can't really tell from pictures or whatever they put in their bio or things that they say, like, I really don't care what your seventh grade teacher would say of you. Like, I don't care. Like, what else do you have to tell me? Um, but really, I think with the needs, especially like listening to you, all I can think of is you need to understand yourself so deeply first mm-hmm. to understand what you would need from yes. a partner. Absolutely. Because those questions like, how do you want to raise your kids or what kind of role are you going to play in our marriage or our partnership, which, whichever you decide to you know, commit to, you, most people, I read this amazing book. I was almost engaged, kind of engaged, semi, I was semi-engaged at one point. And I found this amazing book and it was like the 
10 top questions or something that you're supposed to talk about your spouse, you know, with, if you're going to get married. And I was shocked at some of them. They seemed so obvious, but I had never even thought to ask like, like what kind of role will I play in this marriage? What kind of role will you play in this marriage? And people, and this is what the book said, I thought this was brilliant. People literally do not even realize that they have their parents as their role model. Like, well, my dad did this and my mom did this. So you you will do this and I will do that. And they never know that it's going to happen until that day they get married. And that's why so many marriages end in divorce so quickly because it's like, well, we were having this great relationship. Everything was cool, but now we're married and our subconsciouses are telling us that we act like this and we're not going to talk about it. We're not even going to discuss like, wait, what's going on? (laughs) Wait, why are you, why are you this person all of a sudden? I did not marry this person. And you hear that too. So yeah, I mean, understanding what you need and really understanding what you would need from someone. Cause you know, for instance, a lot of people, I think, and I'll just say with marriage, um, or a very serious commitment, you know, if you're at the age where you're like, I want to have children, mm-hmm. you are thinking, I want to have kids. And let's just say you're the female, like I want to, you know, get pregnant, I'll work and then I'll have the baby. And then I want to take like five years off, you know, maybe or two years off or whatever it is. Is your spouse prepared for that? Are they prepared financially, emotionally, mentally? You will become a totally different person as a mother. And that partner will still be going to work and like doing everything the same. Like, well, now I have this child and this person I'm like married to or partner to. And like, they're so different. Are you prepared for that? And maybe you'll never be prepared for that specifically, but you've got to like have these open conversations with yourself and with your partner of like, yeah, I really, I do want to take time off and I'm only giving the kid thing. Cause that, like you said, is so strenuous on a relationship. Oh God, it, yeah. People age like 10 years within the first <laughs> two years. You see it, they go in bright, happy, so cute. And then they have a child and you talk to them six months later. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, you, <laughs> you look awful. Like I would never say that. And I'm sorry to my friends with kids, but you know, you're tired and you're stressed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like the needs are so incredibly important. When you were kind of, when you were coming up with your needs and really getting clear on your needs, how did you do that? Like, what were some tools that you used to get there? That's a great question. And uh, there's an expression that I, I always say, there's a huge difference between what we want, what we attract, and mm-hmm. what is right for us. Huge difference, right? So you kind of highlighted the whole how we show up in a relationship with our parents because it's what we've seen. So it's what we, we tend to repeat. So that's one thing. So you could, like in my case, I thought that I wanted type A personality. Well, I, I didn't think I knew that's what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. Somebody that would be, you know, uh, business savvy, uh, that would be educated, that uh, would, you know, I'm a bit of a bohemian. So I like, I love to travel around the world and have flexible schedule to be able to do so. So I had this like role, uh, uh, just fantasy life in, in my head. Yeah. And what I attracted was unemotional available men. So love for me was kind of like, um, well, I came to realize that my heart was 
also blocked because I, I, it was a way for me to protect myself and keep mm-hmm. control. Mm-hmm. And, but the real, what I came to understand when I did all this work, because when I said difference between what you want, what you attract and what's right for me. And I'll always remember this. It was with one of the many coaches and witches. <laughs> that I, <was. laughs> I love it. <laughs> You're on the she right podcast. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, Chantal, you know, you're always attracted to these like rugged type A personalities. She's like, why don't you try something different and something new? She's like, you're so masculine in your, in your energy. And I am, I'm very mm-hmm. you know, big personality, take control. And so she's like, you almost need to attract a man that's a little bit more connected to his feminine energy to drive that, that uh, different, di- Created a, an attraction of differentiation. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm not sure what that means. But at this point, I'm like, I'm desperate. I'll try anything and everything. Yeah. And uh, she actually reintroduced me to online dating. And I, I was like, I don't want to have anything to do with this. I'm sick of it, as you know, the average person every time I, I hear is, yeah. And I said, you know what? Okay, I'm going to try it. And I started, I started looking at men that I would never give the time of day to. And Jackie, I, when I went on this line online thing, there's two guys that I discussed that I had a chat. One of them was my other half, my, my today relationship guy. And it was, and he was an older guy. I was always attracted to older men, but I never took the time to kind of discover that or go Mm -hmm. explore or I never attracted them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to try this. And lo and behold, this is, this is where I am today. So I would say that the biggest lesson for me was often because of we're so stuck in our ways of what we think we want. Mm. We're like in this box, we limit ourselves to this. And I remember six months before I met Jeff, I went to this party. I had, you know, I was just coming back from a trip to, to Europe and I, um, I had decided that year that I was going to move to Europe and I was going to meet the man of my dreams. And I wanted to meet him in Europe. Everything happened. And I did meet the man of my dreams. The only thing is he wasn't right for me. And it, it went to shit <laughs> in a very short amount of time. My heart, my, my, my open, you know, I'm such a optimistic person, always happy, completely shattered. Like to, I had, I hit rock bottom. Like I never, never did in my life. Yeah. And, um, a girlfriend of mine uh, after a week and almost 10 days of seeping and, you know, feeling really sorry for myself. She said, okay, I'm bringing you to a party tonight. It's a restaurant opening and get dressed up. And I was like, you know what? Perfect. I'm going to talk to anyone and everyone, as long as they have interesting conversation, because that's one of the needs that I had discovered was I needed somebody that has something to say, interesting conversation that has like depth to their conversation. It's Mm -hmm. not just, you know, the fluff law. And I remember going to that party and the three men that I ended up having amazing conversations with were men I would have never given the time of day to. And out of the three, I ended up having a really lovely fling with a guy for a couple months. And he's He's the one that gave me the last piece of the puzzle that I was missing before meeting my man today. And that was my self-worth. I realized that I was still suffering from worth issues. So, you know, I always say when you're dating and you're exploring, be 
open to trying something new. Everything hasn't worked <laughs> for you. It's time to change the record, you know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that is so true. Although, you know what, with the caveat, yes, absolutely. But also don't go so far out of your like zone of things that you know work for you and date someone completely, completely opposite. Because I will say that I did that and it was a disaster. Never wanting to do that again. So somewhere in, in the middle, you know? Like, I agree. I yeah, agree. Somewhere in the Let's middle. Let's not go crazy. Let's not <laughs> don't, go crazy. <laughs> don't go jumping off the cliff. It's not worth it. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. Well, the self-worth thing is huge too. And I do think that you know, my best friend and I were just talking yesterday about, you know, every relationship we've had, you know, whether it was, you know, a long, I mean, most of them were long-term, but like even the short-term ones have been very karmic for us and very important. Like I'm a Scorpio, I run deep. So oh. like, I really, yeah, I really don't like date casually. Yeah. Like I'm very good on my own. So like, if you're going to try to date me casually, like, please just keep moving. Like, <laughs> I will get you in a conversation and you'll be like, my mind is blown. Ah, (laughs) like it's not, it's not cool. So I don't do that. But we were talking about how every single relationship is so karmic and so important. We learn so much about ourselves and I we're both so grateful and, you know, forgiving of even the really bad ones. You know, she and I both went through two or, you know, one really terrible relationship at the same time. We were both in it at the same time and learned so much about our self-worth, like you said. And I'm so grateful for it because I needed that really, you know, um, there's a saying and I I never remember it, but it's um, basically when you're making a diamond, it's the pressure that makes it a diamond. And I really felt like I was being pressured so much to really conjure up this self-worth this just like no these are my boundaries no this is what I believe and by the time it was done I was like I am good like I am good 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 I will never ever ever now I'm just so cocky I'm like oh you don't want to date me that's fine. Did I scare you off? That's absolutely fine. Keep moving along. Like I was, moving along. You're not right for me. Don't you're not right for me. Know. And I'm not even going to sit there and be, cause I've done so much work and continue to, I'm not even going to sit there and be like, Oh, I did something wrong. Unless I really know I did. But at this stage of my life, like I'm not trying to hurt anyone. And you know, not that I was before, but the whole point <laughs> is that yes, like, you know, find, try something new. Just try something new. It's as simple as just, like you said, like talking to new people and like, if the conversation's there, it's there. And again, that's why I don't like online dating because you can't really see what a person's actually like. And they might not be the cutest thing you've ever seen, but if you met them in person and you started talking, you'd be like, they're adorable, you know? And so, yeah, I think that's why online dating doesn't work very well. I mean, it's a rarity, but (laughs) Well, you know, it's still how, I don't know the exact percentages. It's pretty crazy. I heard it a couple, a couple months ago. It's like pretty high. This is how people still meet. And, you know, I will tell you this, that I found is that when we change our perception on, um, on how we go about dating and especially online dating, because we hold so much expectation Mm -hmm. and we're, we need to be like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, validated right away, almost. So I actually think, you know, during COVID, I had a few girlfriends that did online dating 
And it was amazing because they started doing these Zoom dates. So they actually were super creative because I say, you know, there's no sense in like exchanging messages. No, 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 no. Feel it out. Have a Mm -hmm. conversation. You'll know right away, especially us as women, we're instinctive. We we always know. We always, always know. And you won't waste time. You won't be disappointed. And then, you know, there's different ways of going about, but I agree. Listen, I'm organic. I love organic meetings and, but I find that most people, when you're living in your own city, you're so, you don't pay attention or you're not very open to creating a conversation at like, whether you're standing at the corner of the street and say, Hey, I like your coat, great scarf, or, you know, at the grocery store and you're like, how's your day been? And, you know, people are just, uh, but I, I, I love what you said that, the work that you did and you, you were able to understand whether that was a karmic lesson or not, because I'm a big believer about looking back at what you did live through Mm -hmm. and learning from it. And uh, I always say it's all about perception and your attitude towards the situation. And obviously your perception and your girlfriend's perception was amazing because you decided to learn from it and improve from it. And uh, that's a little bit what I did. It's like identify those behaviors or these boundaries you were never able to, you know, date. And I, I, I remember when I met Jeff and I'm like 46 years old, I shouldn't even say my age online, but I totally assumed myself. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I was like, it was the first relationship ever that I was myself from the beginning and Mm -hmm. still am. And it's such a great thing to be able to be you mm-hmm. and accepted for all of you mm-hmm. 155%. It's, I was like, I cannot believe, I, 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 I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And most people don't even notice it that they do, right? They actually kind of camouflage who they are because yeah. they want to make sure that this works and be accommodating mm-hmm. or they just pretend to be or, or, or they actually learn to accept behaviors that later in your relationship right. won't work out. Right. So. Don't do that, guys. Please stop doing that. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, not going to help anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I always give the example of boy meets girl. You know, boy says, I love Sunday, Sunday night football. I spend my days and the girl's like, okay, I don't really like football, but in her head, she's like, yeah, yeah, I absolutely love football. I'm happy. I'll watch it for you, you know? So yeah, so every Sunday they start watching football together. Six months, a year goes by and they're like really connecting and they decide to move in together. And then the girl on Sunday starts to lose her shit and say, do you really have to watch football every Sunday? And he's like, what are you talking about? And then she loses her mind. And then, yeah. you know, I can't, why do you watch it? And the guy's just like deer in the headlights. Like you've known this yeah. from the beginning, but she accepted something that she didn't like from the mm-hmm. beginning. And uh, we were really good, especially as, as women to convince, think that we'll convince people to change or men anyway. <laughs> I mean, we just think, oh, we'll be in a relationship and we'll compromise. And then that compromising starts to really blend or, you know, smear into the like, oh, you're going to do this now for me, right? You're going to stop watching football for me because we're compromising. No, absolutely. That is the, and I, you know, I love getting older. So like, I'm so glad that you stated your age. I just turned 40 um, in November and I love it because Happy <laughs> thank you. Um, I love it because it doesn't matter. Like 
your age is, well, first of all, I really don't believe in age in general. I just think it's bullshit. So it's all up here. You know, it totally is. It's like, you know, if you're going to judge me on my age, like that's your issue. Like clearly it's not mine. But, you know, as we get older, that's like the best thing because we do hopefully just get to know ourselves better and, and require more of people and accept less of the, you know, things that we don't want anymore. So yeah, like if you are mature enough to be like, this is who I am. And you meet someone who is like, this is who I am. And you genuinely sit there and be like, I'm going to accept you for you. I'm not going to try to change that. And if there are things that I don't like, as long as they're not deal breakers, I'm just going to let you be that, you know, I'm just going to let you be that. I'm just going to like, go do something else. Sundays will be reserved for brunch with my girlfriends, period. That's it. You know, like you will watch football. I will go to brunch. The end. And like not, you know, and one day I'm sure each partner is going to be like, you know what? I can skip football or I can skip brunch. And like, that's the compromise, right? There's the sweetness and the loving, but like, as we get older too, and this, I think this might be why people are having a harder time meeting is that you are getting really stuck in your ways and that's okay. As long as somebody is going to accept it and you're going to accept them for their ways and let it be, but that is the needs, right? That is the need in a relationship. Will you accept me truly for who I am? Will you show up truly as you? And then we can actually be honest with each other as people, you know, regardless of the sex and the love and the whole commitment, all that, like, as humans, can we just show up together and be in a partnership? Yeah. And, you know, the question to ask to follow up to that is that does it really matter at the end of the day, right? And for example, it's <clears throat> it's like um, I had a, a, a client, her husband is like, she's a great chef and he does all the errands for her. He's like, and he will always go. She's extremely picky, <laughs> very demanding, very, very picky. So I, I know this and I'm like, wow, the guy is like, he delivers, you know, he will get her exactly. And that's his way of like showing. And, uh, we were having dinner one night and, uh, she got pissed because he hadn't emptied the dishwasher properly. She was like, oh, I hate it when he does this. He does not. It's never right. And I was like, does it really matter? <laughs> does it really matter because of everything else of how he's showing up for your needs? Like there's certain things that don't matter. And, you know, it's, it's even when that today I, I get sometimes into an argument or I'm not getting what I want, how I want, when I want it, the ego gets in the way. I can stop myself. And I will always ask this question. It's like, does it really matter Chantal? How yeah. is this going to, how is this going to be good for the relationship? Is it going to yeah. take it a step further, take it a step back? You know, does it really matter? So yeah. little things when you say set in your ways. And I actually, I do believe that people should respect and, and accept you know, the other one for who they are. But I do say this because I was a single girl for a long time living on my own. The one thing I always worked on was not getting too stuck in my own ways Mm -hmm. because that can be very dangerous, especially if you do want a relationship and live with someone, you have to kind of like have an open mind or just say, okay, or ask yourself, does it really matter if the toothbrush is placed like this versus like this? Yeah. No, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> so that's yeah. why needs needs are, are really important to get clear on. And think of that big picture, that vision of how you see yourself growing older with someone, right? Mm-hmm. So. 
I love this. I think this is such good information. I hope people are listening and truly thinking about their needs now, what that really looks like, getting clear on that, picturing, you know, what you need a partner to actually, you know, give to you and what you're willing to give to them. Because that's really what, you know, it's the respect of each other. And if you can respect each other and really like come from a place of you're a human and I'm a human. And regardless of all the other stuff that we have together, let me be respectful to you. These are my needs. These are your needs. Let's figure it out. You know, that's a relationship. Like it doesn't matter what kind of relationship it is. That is a relationship. And I just, I love this. Thank you so much for coming on. Tell people how they can find you all of the good stuff. Oh, thank you. So, um, on Instagram is the best way. I, uh, my name is Chantal.Landreville. So they can send me a message there. I'm on my website as well. RaiseYourLoveSignal.com. I do have a Facebook page and I'm on LinkedIn, but I mean, the best way for me is, is definitely through, uh, through, uh, Instagram. Yes. Me love is the Instagram. It's where I live basically. <laughs> um, I know. Right. When remember when they had that shortage a couple, I think it was all already a month ago. Yeah. Oh my God. What are we going to do without Instagram? It was just one day. And I was like, it's like when you lose your phone, you're just like, Oh my God. I know. <laughs> it was crazy. It was so funny. I mean, it was, it was great. We all had to talk to each other. It was a very interesting day. Um, you can find her in the show notes too. So don't worry about, you know, anything. Just go to the show notes and find her. Thank you so much. It was so lovely having you. Thank you. And I wish you all the best during the holidays. I wish you to hit that number. I know you will actually before January 1st. <laughs> and uh, an amazing 2022. You too. Thank you so much. Awesome, Jackie. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Remember, sharing is caring. Make sure to rate the podcast and leave a review. We really rely on this to help get the podcast out there. Also, make sure to watch the video version on YouTube at That Girl the Podcast.